0: After a brief, only month long hiatus, welcome back to the best of all possible podcasts. <laughs> I am your host, Robert Weathers, and you know, here at Panglossian, we have a love for the weird. We like the unproduced, the underproduced, and we also have a love for 10 minute plays. And it is our mission with this podcast to bring you some 10-minute plays that you probably have not heard, nor read, nor performed before. So, we're going to get started here, but first, what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce today's special guest, a returning guest for us, actually. Yes. Mr. Jason Ballew. Welcome, Jason. Happy to be back. So... Um, At this point of the show, what I've started doing since you've been on here uh, last time is I've started asking a question that is sort of tangentially related to the play. So I'm going to ask you a question. This is a little bit of a personal question. Are you ready? Go for it. All
1: right. So, Jason, are you a bath person or a shower person? Oh, hands down shower. Shower? So why is that? Well, you see, the idea of just wallowing in my filth from the day. <laughs> this is not appealing to me. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what a bath reminds me of. Because uh, as a kid, you know, you roll around the dirt. I lived in the country. Mm-hmm. And so you come back pretty dirty. And I, we only had baths when I was growing up. Uh-huh. That water, let me tell you, uh, it was a fine soup color. Um, so <laughs> like I, a split pea yep. soup color? Yeah. <laughs> and and the other thing is, and I don't know how many, of, uh, how many of our artist members do this, but a really great trick I learned when I was bricklaying <laughs> is um, <laughs> when you get that mortar up in your nose, you uh-huh. know, like the dry mortar, oh, yeah. the yeah, best way quiet. to clear it out is in a hot shower. You can just clear that nose real easily. So, <laughs> no. again, another thing you can't do in the shower. So, so before we recorded,
0: you uh, you caused our sound technician, Lauren, to uh, lose her appetite at least <laughs> twice. <laughs> twice, um, yes. Did that just happen again, Lauren? She's giving us <laughs> All a thumbs right. up. Yeah, that's good. Good job, Jason. Great well Welcome, night. Jason. Thank, Thank, you. For Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Today uh, we are going to be reading a play called pa- Pike Market Bathtub by Eric Christian Hansen And this is the first play actually that we have done on the podcast that since it was submitted to us has been published So we would like to mention that it is currently, or well, it has been published by Smith and Kraus. So go check it out at Smith and Kraus. Somewhere oh. <laughs> um, And joining us in reading the play is another returning guest, Abigail Schumann. Welcome, Abigail (laughs) Schumann, also known as Abby. (laughs) We're glad to have you back. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. So it's turned a little bit cool in the past couple of days. Are you excited about the cool weather coming in or the warm weather? I
2: enjoy the cool weather. I enjoy the warm weather, but I enjoy the cool weather. I welcome change.
0: Yes, it is a welcome change from the hot summer. So, Pike Market Bathtub has two characters, and I would like for the two of you to read those characters. Jason, if you would be so kind as to read Ed, and Abby, if you would be so kind as to read Margaret. This is a cold read, and so the, uh, the actors do not know what this play is about. They've never laid eyes upon it before they sat down in their chairs just here. I will read the stage directions. Ladies and gentlemen, Pike Market Bathtub by Eric Christian Hansen. The people. Margaret, 23, a female who takes care of her father. Ed, 66, a man in the later stages of Alzheimer's disease. The setting is a bathroom. The time is present. Lights up on Ed, fully dressed, stands in front of the toilet. Margaret holds his hand.
2: You stink, Dad. You know that? You reek, reek, reek. Ready for your bath? Bath? You like baths.
1: You take one.
2: I'm clean. I'm not the one who, I smell fabulous.
1: Your mother should. Should what? Take a bath.
2: She's dead.
1: Well, let her have it.
2: Have the bath? Let her have it. I would if cleaning her would do any good. Is she dirty? Very. Very. You get very dirty in coffins. Come on, let's clean you up. I want to go. Where? Where is it you want to go this time? Where? Yes, where, any place, you name it. Name it and we'll go.
1: Pike Marketplace, Pike Place
2: Market. All right, we can go there again. Let's go to Pike Place Market. We're at the airport, walk through security. Come on, dad, take a step forward. People are waiting and they're getting impatient. You are through. My turn. Beep. Uh oh. Didn't think I had any metal on. Oops. Car keys.
0: Margaret pulls the keys, puts the keys aside, pretends to walk through the detector, flings her hands up in the air.
2: No beep. We are good. Got to find our gate so we can board. Let's see.
0: Margaret pretends to take out a boarding pass from her pocket.
2: Want window or the aisle? Hmm. Window. You want to look down and see what you're missing. You're a geography nut. Sit near the window, I'll take the aisle. You take it. Nonsense. Takeoff isn't about, here comes the captain. Thank you for choosing United. This is a nonstop flight to Seattle. Whether there is what one would normally expect, wet rain and green.
0: Margaret's making airplane noises
2: here comes the landing! Hold on, Dad! Hold on! Hold on?
0: Margaret squeezes her father's hand. She bounces lightly as if they actually hit a runway.
2: It's almost over, almost! A little bumpy for my taste. OK, have to wait for the beep before we can take off our seatbelts. Beep! Beep! There it is, seatbelt off, Dad! We're here! Here? Pike Place Market! You still want to go, right?
1: Oh, uh, uh, yes.
2: Take Take a step towards me.
0: Ed takes a step backward.
2: Not backward, forward. Forward.
0: Margaret guides him forward.
2: Keep coming. One foot in front of the other.
0: Ed takes two steps forward. Margaret takes his shirt off him, then his socks, pants, and underwear.
2: Almost there. Almost. One final step.
0: Ed steps into the tub. Margaret guides him into it.
2: And we are here. Oh my goodness, look at all the fish on sale, Dad. What are you in the mood for today? They've got Caribbean rock lobster tails, Alaskan spot prawns, smoked mussels, live manila clams, live pen Cove mussels, sockeye salmon, halibut cheeks, black cod, Chilean sea bass a lapia filet, tuna steaks, and squid tubes. (laughs) Lots to choose from, but what'll it be? What do you fancy?
1: Is that, is that Margaret?
2: I'm Margaret, Dad. I'm Margaret. I am me. Right behind you.
1: Is that her? Out there?
2: Where? Out where? In front of the fish market?
0: Ed points, Margaret surrenders.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's her, that's Margaret.
0: What is she doing?
2: Buying fish.
0: Margaret rubs his back with body wash and scrubs it with a poof. I want to go
1: see Margaret.
2: We will, we'll see her, soon. Just a lot of people at the market today. I
1: want to go see Margaret. He slams his hand down into the water.
2: You can, you will.
1: I want to see her.
2: Calm down, Dad, we will, it'll help. Wait for her to see us. Wait for her to see us and there she is. She's looking at you right now. She is? She is. Say hi, Margaret.
0: No reply. His attention is off stage.
2: Dad, say hi, Margaret.
0: Hi, Margaret. Margaret turns to muffle her speech.
2: Hello, Daddy. Hear that? She said hello, Daddy. She did? She did. Say hello, sweetheart.
0: No reply. Attention off stage.
2: Say hello, sweetheart. Hello. Say sweetheart. Sweetheart.
0: Heart. Margaret cleans her father's back and neck. Ed looks for his daughter off stage. Lights dim. Blackout. End of play. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. A little, a little slice of life uh, play here. Brief, but I think, I think effective, especially for anybody who has been around somebody with Alzheimer's or dementia. So now we're gonna move into the part of the program where we have a brief discussion about the play that we've just read. And I wanna start with a question about techniques, uh, specifically about some techniques about how you portray Alzheimer's and Dementia, which is, you know, it's a disease that attacks the brain and the, the focus of the, and memory of the brain. So, how would you approach this as an actor, knowing what you're getting into uh,
1: the second time around? Jason. Uh, well, um, as some of the people in the room already know, I do work with an Alzheimer's patient, uh, a gentleman who I've been seeing for about two years now. And from visiting him uh, about twice a week, I get to observe a lot of different... Patients in various stages of this disease. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's why you picked me. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> one of the there's a couple of observations that I've gotten from that that are that are very striking to me and are reminded in this play is that the they don't know that there's anything wrong. To them, everything they're saying, everything they're doing is perfectly normal. So it's hard for them to to really comprehend why other people don't get them. Like, Mm -hmm. it's clear to me. And even with the example of of seeing Margaret off in the distance, that's something that happens all the time. They will see someone, and and that person is there in their mind, and they will talk to them, they will look at them, but they're not there. Um, Another thing is, um, Alzheimer's patients tend to go through what I call pendulum swings. And they have uh, their own center and where that center is is determined by something unknown in their mind, some part of the disease that says, you will return back to your center and your center will be the worst moment of your life. Like one uh, poor lady um, used to always ask me, where's her husband? And I would have to always inform her that her husband's passed. And she always acted as if it was the first time she'd ever heard it, because mm-hmm. for her, it was. Right. Um, so those, those are some things that, that as an actor I would put into that and take into that knowing. Um, it's just the, the sense of reality is not what the outside world sees, but what is internally seen. Great. Any thoughts on that, Abby?
2: Uh, I mean, that sounds sounds pretty good to me as far as the way he's described what I've seen and I mm-hmm. haven't had the experience that you had. Uh, with that, one of the things that struck me, if I can sort of segue off sure, of that, sure. was the caregiver's role, mm-hmm. and um, as I started going, the, the 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 sympathetic care that that she was giving, and 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 accepting that reality mm-hmm. that Jason was talking about that. This is dad's world, and so I'm going to move into it. I'm not going to keep trying to bring him into my world. Right. Until the very end, that was kind of bittersweet, where she just wants daddy to call her sweetheart. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: she wants him to acknowledge her, but she's not yeah. there. To to him, she is not his daughter. His yeah. daughter is over there, off in the distance, off the stage, mm-hmm. where she pointed him to. So that reality of her seeing that in the script was definitely uh, noticeable.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she has her way of getting that. <laughs> she, she, she does she does.
0: What about uh, Abby as, as a director, um, what sort of physicality would you uh, would you lean towards or, or, or guide your actor towards uh, specifically Ed in this piece? Somebody who mentally is not functioning uh, on the level at which he obviously at one time was and mm-hmm. uh, is being he is he is in the world as Jason put it in, in his world, um, but Margaret, Remembers both who he once was and also obviously understands who he is now Is there any sort of physical trait or anything uh, any tension maybe? Uh, carrying the shoulders uh, confusion that sort of thing that you might guide an actor towards for this.
2: You know um, my, my first inclination would be not to not confusion in the body, but some hesitancy Mm-hmm. Especially when Margaret is sort of building the experience for him by saying, "Here we are at the airport. Now we're doing this, that." Um, I th- is it a Stephen King, but the Lang- the Langoliers? Did you ever read that yeah. about you know the they 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 run ahead of reality and they create it, and then you just step into it in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so just that hesitancy is that world that she's saying, "Okay, Dad, here we are uh, at the airport." You know, I would. I would encourage him to see that materialize there, and mm-hmm. but not so much confusion because I think, as Jason said, he's not confused. No, right.
1: he's he's very clear and. Uh, um, one of the difficult parts with some of this sort of disorder is keeping the train moving in the same direction, keeping that line of thought because mm. that requires memory, which is what they don't have very much of. They have they have memories of the past that are very vivid to them and clearly you know he picked a place the, the pike market that was very much in his memory and um, so it was easier for her to paint a picture but even even once they got there you could see he was still like, Am I wait is this it?" you know he was still confused mm-hmm. so right. It's an interesting little path they walked. Well,
0: I wonder uh, I wonder about Margaret and, and her responses, and, uh, and I suppose this is directed uh, to you, Abby, as well. Um, as, as a director, and uh, this can bounce back to Jason here in, in a moment, how is it then that you, as the lucid character in this piece, how do you physicalize yourself in Front of the character when they can see you, and is it different for you when they can't see? Obviously, you don't want to overdo it, you know. Um, you know, show overshow exhaustion or something like that. Uh, do you have any thoughts along those lines? That wasn't a very clear question. <laughs> no,
2: but you, you, you sort of answered it in a way that I mean, she's trying to, and it goes back to what Jason said too. Both of you have answered my question, but I'll explain <laughs> <what I> mean. <laughs> and I'm done talking. Now. No, where where, where it goes back to uh, what what you were saying about um, uh, the the not the confusion but the the him what he is seeing and keeping him on the track of that. We're at the Pike Market. We're doing this. We're doing that. You know Uh, that that in front of him. That's going to be very encouraging. But you can Mm -hmm. see that you know stepping away, you might feel the weight of that. Or or maybe not. I mean, that would really be an actor's choice as sure. to whether that's a burden or if that's, you know, something that they're glad that they can provide. Exhaustion is going to be there obviously, but... Sure. I guess I didn't answer the question after Well, that's okay. I that think was it's... your fault because I was taking it from you guys. <laughs> that that answer, right? <laughs> I think other that every
0: actor listening to this was just relieved and said, yes, that is an actor's choice. We'll take that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I, um, one, one more question, uh, guys. I've I'm wondering about the humor in this. There is some humor towards the beginning, but I wonder about towards the end. Um, the words that you used, Abby, were, were bittersweet, or the word you used was bittersweet when uh, with identifying her and then referring to her as sweetheart. Do you think there's room for a little, you know, a little chuckle in that, or should it be? Do you think that it should be uh, straight,
1: you know, straight played, or anything along those lines? Jason. Hmm. You know, I I'd, I'd, I'd be open to to adding uh to adding chuckle there. I think the biggest thing that I liked about this was that the humor was not derived from his disorder. Agreed. The humor mm-hmm. was derived from seeing her live through the experience and and work through it. And you know, it, it is kind of a kind of a dark humor in that way, but I also I think it's really important as an audience member to see see the other side of the character and and just it, So that just that little bit of, I'm crazy too. And then you go right back into it, you know, because you do that. I I oftentimes feel very crazy when I'm dealing with some of these people. It's just like, wow, I am nuts. Uh But it makes sense to them. And so in their world, and so as an audience member viewing that, you want to see them acknowledge their own, like, what am am I doing? Right. You know, so I think there is humor there. Great. Any thoughts on that, Abby?
2: Oh, I agree. I, and, it, and it can get you back to actors' choices. And mm-hmm. you know, choices in the moment when you see what you've got on the stage. Right. Whether it lends itself to humor or lends itself more to the bittersweet, um, it could go either way.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you guys. I want to make sure to thank uh, Abigail Schumann and Jason Blue for joining us here today. We want to thank. Uh, Hang on, I got it right in front of me. We want to make sure we thank Eric Christian Hansen for his awesome play, Pipe Market Bathtub. We want to thank, of course, Zodiac Productions, Lauren Watkins, our sound tech. Thank (laughs) you very much. And we want to make sure that you know that you can hit that subscribe button whenever you're ready to get a new play every week from us here. You can also, uh, if you would like, share us on social media. That really helps us out. And if you're interested in submitting your own play for the podcast to consider, please feel free to send it in a PDF file to literary at Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.